Welcome to Security in Focus, Security Scoop with me, Steve Bell. Security Scoop is a podcast for Gallagher Security customer and channel partner communities, where I will share the inside scoop on what is behind our new products or significant events or changes in the industry. Hear from the experts who are driving the change. It's not very often we get to talk about a whole new product, but we do get to talk about that today. So I'm sitting with Mitchell Blake, and he's value owner for a new product called Command Center Web. Mitch, first, can you just give us a bit of introduction about yourself? Uh, yep, so I'm Mitch. Um, I've joined Gallagher about two years ago now, initially working as a business analyst here, and then moved into a value owner role about a year ago, working in the future of enterprise space, looking at the future of our security products here at Gallagher. And so this Command Centre Web is one of the products that's in this Future of Enterprise value stream? Uh, yeah, so this is basically our first product out of this space, moving into a more cloud-focused approach to what we're doing. Uh, so our first product is Command Centre Web, and that's launching with 880. And it's basically a, a cloud-connected Command Centre workstation. Cool. The value stream owner for the whole Future of Enterprise value stream is Andrew Scudden. And I spoke to him recently and asked him a little bit about himself and a little bit about the future of Enterprise Value Stream. So my role is looking after our our value stream that's focused on the future of the command centre product. So thinking about the types of changes that are going to happen in this industry, the needs that we have to adapt that product in the future to ensure that we maintain um, our industry-leading position with our product and so we are really focused on that longer term vision of where the product needs to go and making some of those longer term plays so we've got a, a long-term mission in mind and we're taking some initial steps that we believe will uh, add value to our customers now but support where we want that overall product to go in the future. Okay and Mitch let's go back to Command Centre Web so can you tell me what it is and then talk about the customers it's for? As the name suggests, Command Centre Web is a web-based client for Command Centre, and it basically allows sites to access their Command Centre workstation uh, from any internet-connected device, uh, such as a tablet, desktop, or a mobile. So basically they can carry out cardholder administration functions, such as managing their cardholder's access or credentials, and they can do that from any device, um, so they're not limited anymore to a traditional workstation When I talked to Andrew, we talked a bit about the benefits for the customers of hosting the CC web in the cloud. One of the things we're really keen to do is ensure that the product is is as scalable as it can be, as resilient as it can be, that we take some of the pain that people feel today around upgrading and how fast they can get the value that we're producing for them, how quickly they can make use of that value. And when you look at the ways in which we can improve all those things – Cloud services really provide some significant advantages. Our ability to look after some of the more complex stuff on behalf of customers, our ability to push out new features, uh, new security patches, all those sorts of things we can push out faster, we can maintain that. Customers don't have to do any of that work for themselves. They don't have to do those upgrades. Uh, So we believe we can maximise the value they get from their investment with Gallagher and provide them functionality that we couldn't if we did a purely uh, on-prem product. Mitch, with our standard product command centre, we have normally around about two version releases in a year. 
somehow then this command centre web is going to free you guys up from that. So how is that going to work? So I guess with our command centre architecture, traditionally it's all been hosted on the customer's site, meaning that a release is delivered to them and up to the customer to kind of choose when to install. Whereas with our command centre web product, we host that in our cloud and customers access that via our Gallagher API gateway. So basically that means that we can release new functionality into the cloud and customers can access that straight away as soon as they next log into Command Centre Web. So when a customer site upgrades to, say, uh, 880 or 890, and there's some new features that are going to be supported in that for Command Centre Web, they just come through to them, does it? Yep, so they'll just get that as soon as they next um, log in to Command Centre Web and basically will recognise what version of the server they're now running and display whatever features that, that we're able to support on that server version uh, to them in the web client. So all the site data remains installed on their server, which remains on their site or in their instance. Uh, so all their customer data is still fully under their own control. We just pull that through our API gateway using the REST APIs and display that within Command Center Web um, and push back any updates through to the server. Uh, so no actual cardholder data is persisted in the web client itself. That's all held on this customer's premise. Right, so and with Command Center Web then there's no... PII privacy data or you know information actually stored in our cloud. Yeah, that's uh, right. Right. Okay, so that's good. So that's no issues for uh, European GDPR and stuff like that. Correct. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So when I was talking to Andrew, he was calling this hybrid. So maybe we'll just take the next clip from Andrew. And we're not saying we're going to make everyone suddenly go all in in the cloud. We want to do this in a way that uh, people are comfortable with. So we're absolutely exploring a, a, a hybrid architecture in the short term. And and the web client, uh, which we're talking a little bit about now, is really is a big step in that direction. So we're allowing customers to continue to have command center on-prem, to have full control of their data and who has access, but providing a mechanism by which their operators can have a much simpler interface into their command centre, but able to use that from anywhere. So through our API gateway that we already uh, have in place, has been around since 860, the web client is able to provide that browser-based client uh, for cardholder administration activities on any device from anywhere. So to the person using it, it feels like you're connecting to a cloud product. You don't have to be on your corporate network, but the data is being securely tunnelled through to your on-prem server, so you still have all that control of, of your sensitive data. Andrew went on to talk about exactly how that works and that you know, most of our customers already have that infrastructure in place. So anyone who's already connected to Mobile Connect, and we've got over a 1,000 customers um, using that service, they're already trusting the Galha Cloud. This is using the same technology, the same security, the same processes so there's no really no extra work it's just up to you as a user of command center to say yes I would like the web client enabled and again that's important it's not it's not just enabled by default you have to choose to say yes I'm okay with people accessing the security product outside of the network so they could be accessing that from home they could be right. accessing that from holiday so you specifically choose which individuals you trust to have that kind of experience. So Mitch, let's go back and just talk about how we got the project started. And I believe there was some work you did with another value stream we've got called the Research Centre of Excellence and something they call a CAB. Can you just give me an overview of what that is? Cool. So our Research Centre of Excellence help us within our value streams carry out research, help get us in touch with the right customers or do any sort of high level research with us. 
mean, our customer advisory board or our cab are a group of customers that kind of cover a range of different Gallagher customers and sites that we have that we use as a representative group to carry out research with in that initial early stage of a project to get an idea of whether it's the right direction or the right thing to do. So there's a range of customers covering sort of universities in the education sector as well as utility companies, finance companies and just general um, corporates. Okay, and one of the senior engineers on your squad is Roy Davis and um, he got involved working with the Research Centre of Excellence and I've just got a few clips from Roy so we'll start with the first one. I've been in the team for about 18 months now. I'm the senior front-end developer in the team. The, the team is specifically at, based around cardholder administration, which predominantly will be the web client, but we also got the, the, the mobile client and a few other things that are in our responsibility. Yeah, I guess my background's been in sort of taking new products to market for the last sort of 20 years. I've sort of grew up with the web, had an interest in it, and... I've just always sort of worked on that sort of cusp of pushing new products to market. It's an area I like to work in. Just out of interest, Mitch, how many people are in your squad? Uh, so there's eight of us in the squad. So we've got three developers, three testers, and a UX designer, um, as well as myself as the value owner. And part of the research that Roy did with the team was to look at the various activities that our customers typically wanted to do for cardholder management. We did a lot of task analysis with different people so we worked out and recorded all the workflows for like a, a lot of different scenarios we knew about so there's you know lost cards requesting access just the general admin stuff and we we collated all of that data and we, we discovered there was a very strong sort of generic pattern that was happening from place to place like I guess yeah. human behavior is very similar from corporation to corporation and then we, we recorded that down and I created a pile of metrics and I sort of worked out that 70% of what was happening at the reception or a building management level was access requests, so asking for access to a new area or removing a staff member from it. About 20% was sort of card or credential management, 10% was other tasks. From my experience, I've visited a few customer sites first thing in the morning and you often stand there in a reception area and see a admin person or a guard sitting at the reception desk with a huge line of people all that have forgotten their card that day and somewhere along the line they need to get another card to see them through the day. So one example that Roy gave us was of the way we decided to choose what to put in front of the person on the first screen. So I'll just play that and then maybe Mitch we can have a talk about it. We looked at the data and we said there's a very strong uh, set of tasks that are happening. There's, there's an upfront task that is identifying if they've got the correct person and is the request valid? And the second one is generally if someone's come in, see someone at reception, it's usually because something's gone wrong. It's a debugging process. So we worked out there were two major steps. It was that identification and then that verification of the problem. And we broke that down. We could do the majority of the verification on a search page. So we search someone and get enough details to work out if you have the right person and that person's actually meant to be requesting the access or whatever, a new card, you know, so that, that was the first step. And then the second step is why something's changed. After we'd sat, sat through a lot of interviews, we realised that the majority of people were actually going to maybe one or two places to work out what the issue was. Almost all of the data was housed within the activity, which is the logs of what that user has done, not what the 
administrators have done. Right. And that, that exposes things like what doors have, they've tried to access, uh, if they've been denied from a door. So they could be something as simple as trying to go in the back door when someone's only given the front door. People trying to get into areas they're not allowed to. So that's quite common in the universities where they might have classrooms or labs. So people can't get into a classroom and get confused. And things like, like cards aren't working will come up in the event log. So we decided to move all of that information up front. So as soon as they open up a cardholder page, they can see all that information and they can do like a two or three second skim read to work out what the latest event was. So it's up front and centre and easy to work out. So there's problems with cards like expiries or something. We have had to go to a tabbed interface and on that page we've made it very, I guess, obtuse or blunt that like highlighting bright colours saying that this card stopped working or it's expired or things like that. So when I first watched one of the early demos, it was a little bit surprising initially that you know you had the activity on that first page. You know, we're traditionally used to seeing the first page is going to have all the cardholder details and maybe their phone numbers and all that other stuff. But on that first page, it's the basic name and then their most recent events. So that's a little bit different. But Roy talks about it and, and Mitch, when you've talked about it in the past, it seems pretty sensible to do. So are you going to do some more validation work about that with um, the customers when you get a few more sites in? Yeah, so I guess we'll look to continue, continually monitor that and iterate on it. Um, as we learn more about how people are using Command Center Web, we'll look to change the designs for how people actually use it. Um, we've implemented some analytics into the tools that will allow us to kind of understand how people are interacting with the product and what they generally do when they are navigating through Command Center Web. So that will allow us to actually design and make changes to the product that are going to have big impacts to how they use it. Right, so hopefully you'll be able to find places in the product if if they are struggling with it to do achieve what they want to do or they seem to be jumping around all the place and not quite sure where, where to find things, then that should be something that you can anonymously see, I guess, and try and figure out ways to improve that and make it more streamlined. Yeah, so we're just capturing product usage, so there's no kind of personal data or anything like that, just looking at how they navigate around the product and where they potentially are struggling or where things that could be improved. Cool. And so what are the main functions that people can achieve in, a, in a Command Center Web as it is in version 880? So our first release of Command Center Web is focused around cardholder administration. And so the first thing you can do in there is around viewing cardholder events and history. So that's basically seeing where your cardholders have been, but also what changes have been made onto their account or their records. You can also have their access managed, so that includes updating, removing, or changing any of their access groups they've got. We can also do credential management, so assigning new credentials and changing the ones they've got, removing them, making them expired or changing any dates on them. And we're currently looking at how we can incorporate printing and encoding, so that's not quite in there yet. And they can also just update general cardholder information, such as their PDFs um, and any details around the cardholder. You've got good groupings of data fields and things or functions on the different tabs. So what are the main tabs? So the main tabs across the product, so we've got once you go into a cardholder record, you've got your activity and your history tabs, uh, which are two separate tabs. Then you've got the access, followed by credentials, and then lastly is the actual cardholder information Right. But we do also have across the top of the product, no matter what tab you're in, just some generic information about the cardholder. And over time, we'll look to utilise that to be a bit more personalised by sites so they can display the information that really matters to them, no matter what tab they're on. 
And usability-wise, it looks to me like you're trying to keep it all really simple and really obvious and quite intuitive how to interface with it. So I guess our goal through the whole product and the design has been that it's very simple for people to pick up and use. So minimal training is needed to work out what task that needs to complete or how to complete the task. That was highly influenced by the research we did initially, understanding the the roles people did wider than just command centre and took that to design kind of task-based approaches to how we design things. So an example is that is around when you assign an access group. Uh, we also display the PDFs that are associated with the access group to kind of help guide the user through what they need to complete to actually fully assign access to somebody. And there's some highlighting colours you put on the various fields when they make some changes. So what does that show? So when a new record is added to either the credentials tab, such as they add a new card to the tab, or even in the access tab, if it adds a new access, we highlight that record as green, just to indicate to the operator that when they hit save, those two records are going to be new and assigned to that cardholder. If they're removing a record, we don't remove it straight away, so they'll highlight as red so that they know that when they save those two records or those records that they've removed will be taken away from the cardholder. If there's just any general changes, such as dates, or they've made a status change, we'll just highlight them as orange just to let them know that that's what's going to be changed when they next hit save. When somebody views it on a phone, does it all look exactly the same, or is it optimised on a phone? So we optimise it across the different platforms, so as the screens get smaller, we change the experience slightly. So basically we display the information on a mobile that's really important, so take away some of the information that may not be as important so we can make best use of the screen real estate and then depending on orientation of the actual device as well will change the experience but really it's about having a a responsive layout that will work no matter what device they're using. I noticed that on the top toolbar there is a little button so they have a chance to tell us about their experience so can you talk about what that's for? Yep so as part of our first release we've implemented a feedback function Uh, So basically that's a direct line through to the development team to kind of let us know what you think about the product, what's potentially missing from it or what you're struggling with, uh, even what you like about it. Um, But really that's just about gathering feedback from our end users to really understand where we go with the product next. It is a first for Gallagher. We have never really asked feedback from a direct customer within a product itself. So yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting to be getting a direct line from customers and hearing what they think. And there's also some... I think we mentioned a bit about it earlier, but some logging of activity and things. So how exactly does that work and what sorts of things gets logged? So we're capturing product and usage data. So that's captured through a product called Posthog. And basically as a user navigates through the product, we collect logs around what they're doing, so what they're clicking on. And it's just general information around that product usage. So no information of what is displayed in the product or what they've entered into the product. Just we see things like they have typed some information, uh, but not what information that is exactly. Uh, And we also get a bit of information around the type of device they're accessing the product from. So if we find that predominantly people are using tablets or mobiles, then we know moving forward that we should optimise and target those particular devices with our development and make sure they get the best experience. Right, and all that stuff is totally anonymised. You don't even know what site it's coming from, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So we don't know any information about the site. It's all just anonymised behind a random number, effectively. So we can't trace that back to any one customer or any one particular user. And it's all about trying to improve the product for our users. Yeah, so I guess in the instance of mobile and 
tablets and things, if we understand what particular tasks people carry out on those devices, then we can look to optimise and make sure that those tasks are really easy to complete. Okay, and I guess we have to talk about uh, security and privacy and things because it is a big deal for all our customers. Andrew sets the standard for security, so let's hear what he has to say about it. So we take security very, very seriously, always have done. All the data is actually controlled by the API gateway that has been reviewed multiple times by internal and third-party penetration testers. We have a lot of practices in our software development from threat modelling through to security reviews, through to standard design reviews, through to running source code on automated vulnerability scanners to a suite of automated tests. So there's many, many gates in the process to find those sorts of problems that could get introduced at different places and catch them as early as possible. You'll hear the term, you know, moving security to the left and really what that's trying to say is you want to do those security checks as early in the process as you can rather than doing all the work and then doing a pen test at the end to go, is it okay? So we do as much as we can to move those those tests and add those security controls to the left of the process, so into the requirements and design and scoping phase and you, you can save yourself a lot of pain if you, if you do that work early. We've got some technical documentation that we can give to customers and their IT departments to show exactly what controls we have put in place and how they can trust it and all the things that they need to know to give, give customers confidence. Uh, and as with everything we're doing in Future of Enterprise, these are all building blocks. So we build these building blocks and then the further services that get added on top of it just naturally inherit all those security controls and all that goodness. So if you can trust the first one, you can trust all the ones that, that come after it. So, yeah, we don't really need to say much more about it. I think Andrew said it all about security there. How much are they going to pay to use this web client? So with 880, we're offering Command Center Web for free. This release is really about getting customers using it and for us to start learning about how customers are interacting with it. So the more customers we can get using it, uh, the better we can get information back on it and shape the future direction of what we do. So yeah, there's no cost. It's basically free for anyone to try it out and give it a go. Um, and let us know what they think about it. Potentially, I guess, in the future, there will be some sort of licensing or subscriptions. Yeah, so we're working through at the moment and looking at how we could license this. Uh, Given that it's more of a subscription service, it doesn't tie directly in with our current way of licensing for command centres, so we're just going through a research process at the moment, looking at what the best way to license this would be. Okay, so let's hope that get lots of people taking command centre web with 880. I guess once they get into there, they'll, they'll have a list of things they want. What sorts of things are coming up on the list? So our, our next major feature we're working on is supporting the ability to add new cardholders. So we're working through the designs for that at the moment, and that's something we'll be able to launch out to people without them needing to do any upgrades. So if they start looking at using the web client now, that would become available to them overnight, basically. The next time they log in, they'll have a new feature there. We're also doing some work looking at printing and encoding for cards. So we're doing some research at the moment and hoping to have a proof of concept for that in the next few months. And then we're also looking to support pins and user codes in there. Well, that sounds like that's going to make it even more useful. Looking to have the new cardholder functionality in there within the next three months. But we'll be looking to launch as early as we can, so we'll be launching part of that potentially within the next month uh, and then starting to build on that. So customers will get an early access version of it so they could start creating cardholders and then we'll build on that and make it even better experience. Okay, it's been great talking to you about it and I'm really excited to see how this goes and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of customers really enjoy using Command Centre Web. So thanks very much, Mitch. Cool, thanks Steve. 
I hope you enjoyed hearing about our new command centre web from Mitch, Andrew and Roy. In our Security in Focus Security Scoop podcast series, I will share our thinking process as we develop our products for our global user community. As always, if you have any comments, please do a LinkedIn or Facebook comment or post with a Security in Focus hashtag. Hey, have you had a look at our Gallagher Security blog? Is that a no? How about going to security.gallagher.com slash blog and have a look at the articles that Courtney and the team have done. Courtney has recently published one that I helped out with about the value of integrating, where I background an example of some of the best integrations I've seen. We have another new product to be released real soon, so look out for the next Security Scoop podcast, where I will get you the inside running on the development of that product. But in the meantime, we'll be continuing the regular Tech Talk series. Thanks for listening.